What is up, everybody? This is the Wild Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Heskett, and this is episode 40. And today's episode, we're going to talk about breaking some nutrition mindsets. So just getting back from Arizona from Coaching the Coaching Con 23, literally got in this uh, this evening. This I'm recording at 11.11, so literally 11.11 right now as I'm recording this at night. So I apologize if this is the worst episode since episode one because my brain is fucking dead. Uh, with that being said, it was an amazing time. So if you're you're a nutrition coach, a fitness coach listening to this, you haven't been to Coaching Con, I would highly recommend going to that next year or event similar to it because you do learn so much. I used to be against a lot of these and this kind of goes in the mindset of like, Hey, I can learn everything like from podcasts and books. And there is something about being in person. That's totally different. Also, if you're a business owner, just removing yourself kind of from your business for like three days is really good at figuring shit out and working on your business instead of in your business, which is another mindset thing. Um, so saw Alex and Layla Hermosi, obviously a lot of good information there. Tom, uh, Bilalu, Oh, I'm probably said that wrong. Um, who was the uh, one of the co-founders of Quest Nutrition? He scared everyone with AI, and uh, Brad Lee, and a lot of other speakers over the course of three days who were just fucking awesome. So lots of ideas coming for this podcast. Changes um, to my business on how we are going to make things better going into uh, the rest of this year and then into the future. So with that being said, let's dive in because I don't have all night. My brain's dead. I got to do client programs right after this. So I'll be working pretty late. So if you missed out when this is coming out, you missed out on the giveaway, but I'm not going to leave you empty handed. So uh, we are giving away today when this is released. Um, later today, we're giving someone 12 months of uh, one-on-one coaching with myself and another person's going to win six months of coaching in our program as well. Uh, so you sorry you missed out, but don't think I'm going to leave you empty handed. So if you go down to the show notes, there's a five day faster fat loss video course there. It's free. It's five days of me teaching you how to write your own nutrition program, how to write your own workouts, how to make sure you get results. It's five days of me teaching you a lot of the things I teach my clients for free. So just go down to the show notes and there'll be some other things from what we talk about with this episode as well down there that you should go and grab. Obviously, most of it's in the Facebook group as well. So if you're not part of that, you should be part of that peak. I changed the name. Peak Weight Loss Secrets is the new name of the group. So let's get into it. So breaking your mindset around nutrition, why I thought this was a great topic. I was debating, should we talk about like carbs, protein, like no, plenty of people talk about that already. You can go and find information on that. The issue people have and you might be dealing with yourself is your mindset around nutrition. The information about like, if you open up a textbook, you can learn about carbs in a very unbiased way. It's just like carbs are fuel for the body and it fuels your brain and high intensity exercise, like super fucking boring. So teaching you about that would be super fucking boring and you'd probably turn it off. So we're going to teach about the mindset because that's what people struggle with. People don't struggle with information information overload. That's what a lot of people struggle with, which is where these mindsets come about and you need support. You need to know you're on the right path. And I hope that today's episode will help you with that. If you are struggling with your nutrition, so carbs are not evil. Let's just get into that. Carbs are not evil. You don't need to worry about carbs. 
unless like certain populations, like, yes, you might have to worry about carbs a little bit. If you, okay, let's, let's back up a little bit for the premise of this. We're going to assume that you are generally like you might need to lose weight. You want to improve your health, but we're not talking about like severe medical conditions. Cause that's always the caveat. The white knights like to bring out like, Oh, well, you should bring up that these people can't eat it as like, well, if I brought that up, it would be a fucking textbook and you would never fucking read the entire uh, blog post caption, whatever, which I used to write. I used to write it. And guess what? Four people read it. And then my boss was like, yeah, you need to shorten this shit because nobody's fucking reading it. So for the premise of this, we're not talking about anyone with extreme medical conditions where it's like carbs will literally kill them. Like, okay, type one diabetics. Yeah. You need to take insulin, but carbs aren't necessarily evil. You just have to take insulin with it. Um, so carbs aren't evil. They are a great energy source for the body. And that's the way you should view, view them. They are a energy source. They help fuel your brain. Yes. We can debate about ketones and that bullshit, but more often than not, unless you're in ketosis all the time, which you're fucking not. Let's be honest. Even if you try keto, unless you're testing it, you probably weren't in ketosis. And if you're testing it, then, you know, when my wife decided to try her keto experiment, which I supported, she was peeing on the ketone strips multiple times a day to make sure she was in ketosis. And a few weeks later, she's like, fuck this. So carbs aren't evil. They're just the energy source. And they're also the source of fiber, which is carnivores, zealots will uh, say is also evil, but uh, the research doesn't support them at all. So when we're thinking about carbs, we want to think this is something that's going to fuel one, my brain. Um, they help uh, keep our thyroid functioning properly. So insulin plays a role in helping your thyroid hormone, which is what controls your metabolism, like the rate of metabolism, they're very important for helping make sure the thyroid levels are optimal. Fiber, obviously, do we need to get into fiber? We can if we want, but I'm not going to today. You can send me a message if you want to talk about fiber. Um, and then they're what's going to fuel your high intensity exercise. And you're like, oh, I don't do that much high intensity exercise. If you lift weights, you like to do hit classes. Those are high intensity exercises. So keto is not going to do very well for them. You're going to go and then you're going to feel like you can't push any harder. And yeah, because your body doesn't have the energy to actually perform the exercises. And then we get into this debate of like, well, insulin is going to stop the fat burning process. Technically, yes. So what... If you're in calorie surplus, if you are in a calorie surplus, yes, it will stop the fat burning process. If you're in maintenance calories, yes, it will stop the fat burning process. If you're in a calorie deficit, it doesn't. And the way to view, view this is imagine your body's a car. So just you're going down the highway, you're going 60 miles an hour and you're burning, let's say one gallon per minute. It's very inefficient. One gallon per minute. Very, very inefficient cars. You, you have like an 18 wheeler that you like souped up. Um, so the car, <laughs> that's a ridiculous analogy, but when you have insulin, so 
you're burning this fuel and your body's burning fuel all the time. If you have body heat, you're alive, you're burning energy all the time. So when you eat something, that's like putting gas into it. So imagine you're still driving down and by some sort of magic, you have this fuel bump go in and fuel you up while you're driving. That's kind of like eating. Like that's what happens. Well, when you're in calorie surplus, it kind of brings you back to maintenance levels. Like it tops off the tank. When you're in calorie surplus, guess what happens? The tank doesn't get topped off. So when we're talking about insulin, your body only releases enough insulin to bring your blood sugar back to normal. So if you're in calorie deficit, you're not eating a ridiculous amount of carbs. Even if it's a percentage-wise, a high-carb diet, say 50%, you're in a calorie deficit. So the carbs aren't that high. So there's never going to be enough insulin to really stop the fat-burning process. Does it technically slow down? Technically, yes, but your workouts are going to be better. You're going to feel better. And when we look at actual randomized human control trials, the difference in fat loss between a high carb group and a low carb group when protein's the same. So calories and protein are the same between the two groups. There is no difference in fat loss. So there's no difference. So eat the fucking carbs because they're delicious. Everybody likes carbs. Stop telling yourself the lie that keto is better. No, it's fucking not. Now, if you have to be on keto diet for whatever reason, like medically you have to be, there's ways I feel bad for you. Um, you can make it a pretty decent diet, but if you're not, then you're just making life harder and life's already hard. Why the fuck are you trying to make things harder when things are already hard in your life? Make it easier so that you can do the rest of the shit that's hard in your life and you don't get overwhelmed and burnt out and you're stuck in the same fucking place you already are. All right. Next thing. Nutrition is a continuum. Everything exists on a continuum. There are no good or bad foods. There's a continuum. Okay. So let's say bad food is like trans fats, alcohol. Like there's really not any benefits to it. Like it's just bad. And then there's not really anything that's technically good. There's really... That's going to get to our next point. Um, but everything's going to exist on a continuum of there's foods that are really, really good for us. There's foods that are not so good for us, but it's not that it's like a black and white, like a light switch. It's there's a continuum, like some foods. So let's just take a potato, like probably you're going to argue like potato chips, probably going to be on the bad side. French fries, you're probably like, oh, mm, maybe not as bad as potato chips. See where I'm going? but definitely not healthy. And then you're like, what about baked fries? Baked fries. Oh, well, those are better. What about baked potato or mashed potatoes? Well, mashed potatoes, you can add cream. What if you change out the cream for 0% Greek yogurt? Mm. What about baked potato? Well, if you load it up, okay, well, let's remove that and uh, just add a little bit of butter, a little bit of olive oil to that potato, or maybe it's just salt. Where's the debate? And you can see with one food, we have this massive continuum of like chips, probably not great for us, but at the same time, like it's not the worst food in the world either. I'm not advocating for you to go out and fill your diet with potato chips. Terrible idea. But a lot of people get lost in like, this is bad food. I can't have this when I'm dieting. I can't have this 
win. I'm trying to eat. And every time you say, I can't, you want it fucking more. Why? Because we're wired that way. And there's no way to get around it other than like allowing that food in your diet. And when you eat those foods, you feel like garbage. So you're like, no, when I eat that, I feel like trash. So I don't do it. For example, I really like craft beer, really, really like good craft beer. You know what doesn't like it? My gut. I tell everyone, people will be like, oh, you're not getting beer? Like, I will have one or two. Like, during my trip to Arizona, I had a few beers um, from some craft breweries. And guess what? Yeah, I paid a little bit of a price for it. I definitely have some bloat coming back. So, I really like those. I don't drink it very often. Why? Because I feel like garbage. If I told myself I can't have beer, guess what I'm going to want? That. When I say, hey, no, like that food just doesn't make me feel good. I can't have too many leaf, raw leafy greens. I get bloated. I don't feel good. It's not good on my gut. Certain foods for me, I don't feel good when I eat them. So guess what? I just don't eat a ton of them. And you would be like, holy shit, raw leafy greens, like salad greens, super healthy. For me, doesn't make me feel good. So I, it's not that I avoid them. We're growing salad greens right now. I just can't have a ton of them. Like I can't do a massive salad for lunch and a massive salad for dinner. I can't do a massive salad every single night of the week. I will start to have issues with my gut. So there's a continuum in which nutrition exists of where foods lie on the good and bad scale. There's going to be a continuum here where you can kind of like manage like, okay, if I eat a good thing, I can eat like slightly less bad thing, blah, 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 blah. So that's a mindset thing you need to start to learn of, hey, there's there's no good or bad foods. There's less healthy and healthier foods. And we want to eat mostly healthy foods. This was what the 80-90 thing was about. Not like 80% of like, uh, green supplements and then a pizza at night. Hey, 80% of my meals have been healthy. No, no, it hasn't. Or just like going way over your calories. It's like, Hey, 80% of the time you're eating whole foods and 20% of the time you're going to have a fucking cookie. You really think that that cookie is going to destroy your health when 80% of the time, 80% of the time you are eating lean proteins, whole grains, fruits, veggies, shit like that. Really? That one cookie, that one piece of cake, but that's what you do. You do that. You think like, oh, I ruined my fucking diet. I'll start next Monday. Oh, well, I just don't want to restrict. So I'm just not going to diet at all. Like, okay, great. Don't restrict. Just make it work within your calories. Well, if I eat that, I'm really, really hungry. Okay, well, then don't eat that. Well, I want to. Okay, do you want results? Yes. Okay, so you have a choice to make. I don't really want to be hungry. Okay. So instead of an entire sleeve of Oreos, maybe you have three. Huh? So the food stays in. Yep. Cool. Getting to our next point. Everything will kill you. And many things will help keep you alive longer. So this is the argument between the uh, vegan and the carnivore community. Now it now with carnivore being so like, prominent. Um, so every food has pros and cons. Let's just lay it out that way. When we look at broccoli, we would assume most of us, unless you're carnivore, you're going to be like, Hey, healthy food. If we look at say steak, a lot of people still think like steak, 
bad food, yet you go out every weekend to a steakhouse and you're like, mmm, steak. <laughs> no, there's pros and cons with each one. So that steak also is loaded with vitamins and minerals and a lot of things people are pretty low on. Like people overeat like chicken. I'm not even going to say fish because I have that's a battle I have with some nutrition clients of getting seafood in. So chicken. Chicken is really high in certain vitamins and minerals and pretty abysmal in other ones. You know what makes up the ones that chicken's kind of low in? Red meat. Red meat. A lot of people are deficient in the exact vitamins and minerals found in red meat in high amounts. Maybe we should eat fucking red meat. Oh, but my doctor said it's okay. Eat leaner. Maybe don't eat a prime ribeye, which is a thousand calories. Maybe you eat sirloin, 97.3 ground beef. People will be like, oh, I do ground turkey instead of ground beef. That's healthier. You fucking bought 85, 15 ground turkey. It's just as fatty and it's actually higher in omega sixes, which are inflammatory <laughs> than the ground beef. So is it? Well, yes and no. Like if you're eating steak earlier in the day, yeah, turkey's going to have different vitamins and minerals. So there is, actually there's no right or wrong answer. But when you're saying it, it is healthier than beef, the answer is no, it is not. It's not. Same thing with broccoli. There's going to be things that probably if you eat lots of lots of it, probably not going to be great for you. That's the argument with the, the carnivore community. Guess what? You balance it out with other shit you eat. The same thing goes for when you eat bad stuff in your diet, the quote unquote bad stuff, the less healthy foods, cookies, cake, ice cream, that yummy stuff. Guess what? You kind of balance it out when you are eating well the rest of the time. So everything is going to have pros and cons to it. There's going to be things in there that are potentially not great for you. And there's going to be things in there that are fantastic for you, which is why you should eat a variety of foods in your diet. Um, there's a website, my sports nutrition professor in college showed me, and I haven't been able to find it since. So it showed a university broke down all the chemicals in the food. And he's like, we're going to go super boring. We're going to show you an apple. And there are like 10,000 different chemicals in there. And some of them you could identify like, okay, there that's vitamin C, this is that, that, but there's other ones and they're like, what the fuck is that? He's like, we have no idea what most of these things do in the body. Like you eat this, you're afraid of chemicals yet. Here's an apple. And if you looked at the label of a apple, you would run the other way. Cause you would think you're eating like uh counter cleaner, <laughs> kitchen counter cleaner. So you, there's things in food that aren't good for us. And there's things that are good and there's a balancing act that happens and trying to perfect that is going to be a fucking nightmare because we don't know what half the shit does yet. So if you're like, well, I want the absolute best diet. Guess what? We don't know. You can, if you're a billionaire and want to start funding, you can, because nutrition, like Nutrition research for optimal health is severely underfunded. Um, so you can do that. But if you're not, well, guess what? You're with me and okay, let's just take the best information we have now and utilize that. And let's look at what our ancestors ate 
for the most part, oh, okay. That's probably like, that was the whole paleo thing, which got a little absurd. Okay. Like here's, that gives us a kind of a starting area. And then we're going to adjust from there. The paleo thing broke it down once he started like, Hey, like actual caveman and stuff. Like they would actually like, if you look at hunter gatherers lounge around, they weren't doing CrossFit and orange theory six days a week. They would like do two days of hard exercise and then take four days off. Anyways, that was a side note, not really nutrition related. Uh, protein is the most important is the next one. When it comes to trying to make any changes with our bodies, when it, I should say physical changes, we're trying to build muscle. We're trying to improve athletic performance. We're trying to lose body fat. Where you start with your diet is centered around protein. It's the easiest way to do things. And if you're sick of hearing it, suck it the fuck up. Protein is the most important macronutrient when you're trying to make changes to your body. It's the most filling. It is the least likely to be turned into body fat. Like if you overeat on protein, people freak out like, oh, if I eat high protein, I'll just turn to body fat. That really doesn't happen. If you look at the metabolic processes, it's really fucking hard. But people will just replace it with carbs, which it's pretty easy for your body to turn carbs to fat. But we're not going to. Or you'll do keto, in which case your body can just turn the fat right into fat because it's already fat. But we kind of ignore that. So protein is the most important thing. And the reason for that is it's very difficult to be turned to body fat. Your body would just rather, instead of converting and spending all the energy, because yes, it's actually uh, very metabolically demanding to do that. It would rather just put it away someplace, which is generally your muscles. Oh, now we have a higher metabolism. Now we're burning more calories. Now we're stronger. Oh, okay. People don't like it because it kind of changes the way they're eating. And that's the big thing that I run into with clients is you've been eating a low protein diet all your life. And if you're like, no, Chris, I eat a high protein diet every night. We have steak and potatoes. Cool. What's your breakfast? Cereal or oatmeal? Do you put any protein protein powder in there? Do you use a high protein cereal? No. Cool. So no protein there. What's lunch? A sandwich? How many ounces of protein are on there? Two from the deli meat? Cool. Not high protein. So no, no, your diet is not. What do you? What are you doing for snacks? Protein shakes, beef jerky, maybe a turkey roll. No, Snickers bar. Cool. Not high protein. The reason we think is we think of the one meal, the highest protein meal, but the rest of the meals aren't high protein. And the, this is the biggest bottleneck I have with a lot of clients coming in is we have to change all of that because we need to get that protein in to get the changes we want. So it's like, where do we start? Okay. Protein at each meal. You can still have your cereal where you, where are you getting your protein? Sometimes it's just easier to get that Greek yogurt, the protein shake, make some eggs, make some homemade turkey sausage, do shit like that. You have, you have to get protein and at each meal. And that's just the way body functions as well. The best results come from about four pulses of protein throughout the day. At least, you know what? Before someone fact checks me on that, 
that was a couple years ago I saw that research. So I'm a little dated on that. Someone can correct me. You can send me. Um, but generally, it was the best results generally come from about four pulses of protein per day. So three wasn't as good as four. Five was still great, but it looked like four was like it didn't hurt results, but you didn't get any additional benefit from it. Um, so protein is most important. You want more details about protein? Join the Facebook group. There's a whole bunch of shit about protein in there. Next one. We're going to shit on keto here. Fats are not magic. They're very important. I used to advocate fat, fat, fat back when people were super worried about fat. And now we've gone the opposite direction of like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're eating like 80 grams of fat in one meal. Why the fuck do you think you're not losing weight? Fats are very important for our hormone health. Extremely important. We have omega-3s. We need to balance the omega-6s. Like there's so many important functions of fat. But, but they are not magic. Eating fat, technically, if you eat a high-fat diet, you do burn more body fat. Guess what? Your body also gets more efficient at storing body fat. That doesn't sound good, does it? You know what doesn't uh, get turned in what your body prefers to do is store the nutrients you eat as is. So if you eat carbs, you know what your body generally stores them as? Carbs, not fat. So if your goal is to lose or maintain body fat, why would you do keto? Do people get success with keto? Yes. There's no denying that. You can look online. It takes four seconds to find someone who's has a rip six pack for keto. Yes. But for the majority of people, probably you listening to this podcast, not going to be great. So fats important in our diet, but they're not this magic bullet of like eat high fat and you will burn body fat. Yeah. You forgot the other half of your marketing where, uh, they store more body fat as well. Your body is way more efficient at that. So what happens when you get burned out from your diet and then you stop tracking? Oh, that sounds like a problem because now we're really efficient at storing body fat. Fats also sneak into our diets really, really easily because they taste good. You add a little fat and a little salt and all of a sudden, boom, magic. That's every fucking salad you get at a restaurant. Like, oh, let's get this goat cheese salad. It comes with candied walnuts. Okay, so the dressing, fat, cheese, fat, walnuts, fat. Congratulations, you're eating 80 grams of fat in one meal. And you're like, oh, I eat something healthy, so I can have that ice cream later. Like, that's how you justify it. Like, uh, well, no, that was actually higher calorie than the steak. You're like, oh, no, steak, that's unhealthy. That's going to uh, immediately turn into body fat. I can't do that. I will do this goat cheese salad instead. So... Let's go into the next one now. Micros are best from food. Supplements are just an insurance policy. I fucking hate seeing this bullshit on my Facebook feed right now. I need to clean it up because so many people are doing the these different packets. They're promoting weight loss when they're not a fucking coach and they are just going to ruin people's health. And which makes my job harder to actually help people. 
Because that's why it's like, no, I don't want coaching. Give me this packet. I'll mix it in water. And magically, nope, it won't work. Sorry, it's not going to work. And that person should be, well, they should not be promoting anything to do with nutrition because they have no training on it. They're like, I lost weight. I can help you lose weight. Do not go to that person. I lost weight. And I got training on how to help you to lose weight through an accredited certification. Okay, now you can go to them. So micros are best from food supplements. While there are a handful of B vitamins that absorb better through a supplement. Remember back where I said the thing about the apple and like 10,000 different chemicals in there. Guess what? A lot of your micronutrients absorb better and function better in the body when attached to other chemicals, not synthesized in a lab. And then there's different qualities of these multivitamins, which is why I generally recommend the seeking health multivitamins because they're the ones the body's going to use. Again, I do take a multivitamin every single day. That being said, I view it as an insurance policy of, hey, I'm going to try to get most of them from my food, but I'm going to take a low dose just in case I don't. When I was in Arizona the past couple of days, I took a higher amount because I knew I wasn't getting enough. So don't find like, a greens drink, some sort of packet thing, some sort of bottle of pills. And you're like, oh, this is the exact answer I was looking for. No, it's not. Micronutrients, vitamins and minerals are going to be best from foods. If anything's trying to replace the foods you're eating, fuck that thing. There are very specific diets in which, which I do that with. Very, very specific diets. And I don't recommend them long term. They're usually like a three to four week diet of like, hey, like we're going to get the last, last little bit of body fat off, not starting out. That's a great way to not get any results past your uh, initial. It's, hey, like you need the last five pounds off quickly before vacation. Okay, we're going to go into this diet. That's, it, by the way, it's going to fucking suck. By the way, you still have to do exercise with it. No, it's not just stirring this bullshitty thing that I see on TikTok or my Facebook now. And it's like, what people actually, yes, people are buying this. Great. This is going to, they're going to come to me later and their metabolism and hormones are going to be all fucked up from this. And I'm going to have to fix that. And they're going to be frustrated when I can't get them results in the first month because, Hey, you just spent six months doing this bullshit and you fucked yourself over. We got a lot of work to do. Or if you're listening to this, don't do that. Um, and then last one we're going to talk about because I'm getting fucking tired now. Eating healthy is not expensive. This is a common thing we say to justify not eating healthy. You want to say, I can't eat healthy because it's too expensive. I just did a thing of what's harder than nutrition or fitness on my Facebook. And a couple of people said, I'm like, I don't have the time for this. Uh, it's just because it's too expensive. Buying fresh produce, cool. Buy frozen. It's like a dollar twenty a bag. It's like four or five servings in there. That's not expensive. Is it as good? No, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you. It's not. But buy frozen. Buy a can. It's cheap. Buy in season. That's the other thing. Uh, I'll have people like, oh my god, like middle of summer, oranges were terrible. And could you believe it? it is $9 for the bag? Like, why the fuck are you buying oranges? It is not orange season. 
is berry season. See the berries? They're $2.99 for a thing. You bought $8 of these oranges. So there are ways to do it. The way you think about eating healthy is what's expensive. You're going to go in. You're going to try to buy organic. You're going to buy the standard. We have to get broccoli. We have to get these certain vegetables, which you notice during if they're out of season, they're going to be more expensive. Then it's going to be, we have to get the boneless, skinless, blah, 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 meat. And we're going to have to get only organic snacks, which are going to be an extra three to $5. Oh my God. See, it's so expensive. We can't do this each week. Like maybe we back up like frozen broccoli. Like I lived off of frozen broccoli, ground beef and rice in my early twenties. That was like dinner or it'd be like the onions and peppers like the frozen onions, peppers, stir that up with ground beef, throw that in a bowl of rice. That's what I lived off of. And yes, I would mix it up. Sometimes it was quinoa. Sometimes we'd do pasta, but that's not expensive. That works. Is it boring? Sure. But what's your, like, rice is, you can get like a 20-pound bag for like 20 bucks, like a dollar a pound. Or you can even find cheaper than that. What's the excuse there? Eating healthy doesn't have to be expensive. It can be really fucking expensive. I'm not saying go to Whole Foods and spend your whole paycheck there. It's very, very easy to do that. But eating healthy also doesn't have to be organic pasture. It's like eat the best you can within your budget. You're justifying eating the bullshit instead of eating healthier things. You want snacks? Great. You know what's really low in calories? popcorn you know what's dirt cheap the bag of popcorn not the microwave thing the bag where you cook it and if you don't know how it's so fucking easy it's like a dollar for this massive ass bag that'll last you forever it's super easy to make cool there's a snack for you grab a few other snacks cool just rice pasta there's your carbs potatoes aren't that expensive they can be sometimes uh, so it just depends if they're on sale, grab them. There's your carbs, meat. Okay. Chicken, whatever's on sale. Sometimes pork's cheaper than chicken, beef, ground beef, dirt cheap. Is it super interesting? No, but we're about getting results and improving your health here. We're not about eating like we're a Michelin star chef. Start with your health and then you can buy the certain things here and there. And once you start to feel better, it's not going to be that hard to eat that way. And yes, you can add the avocados and the other trendy millennial bullshit that's going on right now. Sure, if you have the budget for it, great. We eat avocados. I like avocados. Do we eat them all the time? No. You don't need to be doing avocado toast all the fucking time. Just keep shit simple. Do the best you can within your budget. Super cheap veggie, radishes. You know what's really good? Roasted radishes. Pretty damn good. Carrots, roasted carrots. Pretty damn good. No carrots aren't bad for you. That's bullshit. So there's ways to do it. Don't just assume like that's automatically like, oh, well, if I start coaching with you, I'm going to have to start eating healthier and I just can't afford that. No, you can afford uh, Uber Eats four times a week. That's a grocery bill right there. You're going to have to meal prep anyways. You can meal prep uh, rice, chicken, and broccoli for like a two, three bucks a meal. It's cheaper than the 20 bucks every single meal you're getting with Uber Eats. Literally, it's like, what, 
80 bucks a week for four times a week minimum, or it's uh, what, three bucks each. So $12, $12 versus $80. You tell me what's more expensive, the cheesesteaks you're getting from Uber Eats, the salad that would actually cost you like $4 to make at home that's costing you $15 from Uber Eats. Yeah. Okay. Diffused. So it's not expensive. It can be expensive. I'm not denying that I've done it. Go in. You're like, what the fuck did we just buy? And, but when you understand going back to the other things I've said with the mindset stuff, there's nothing necessarily bad. So when you go in, you can make smart decisions and start eating seasonally. Generally, those things are going to be cheaper when you eat seasonally because they're in season. So they don't have to travel as far. They're not flying them halfway across the world. So hopefully this has been helpful. I'm going to stop. My mind is going fast. So I'm going to end the podcast here, guys. Hopefully this was super, super helpful to you with breaking some of your nutrition mindset stuff. Again, down in the show notes, there's some free shit for you. There's the five-day faster fat loss video course. If you're struggling with losing weight and you want the real solution of how to do it, not the bullshit way, the real solution of how to do it in a super condensed way. uh, I will say it is super condensed. It's not all the answers, but it'll get you started or it will help you course correct if you've already started, but you're kind of like stalling out or you're not sure what to do. Go to that and watch it over the next five days. Just click down the show notes or join the Facebook group. If you need recipes from the things I've said, if you need the protein guide, you need a fiber guide, you need any of the guides, even some of the mindset guides we have in there. You need any of that, just go click, join the Facebook group, Peak Weight Loss Secrets. Just go join that group and it's there for free. So the only thing stopping you from getting results at this point is just you. So if you're struggling with nutrition, go get that other stuff. Send me a message. This is my first solo one in a while. I usually do interviews right now. Um, and then solo, I shouldn't say first solo one, long form solo one. So not on a project for Friday. So if you like this, let me know. Generally, these are like my least watched podcast episodes. So if you like it, send me a message, leave a review. Let me know if you really like me going solo for a longer period of time. And if you do, I'll like, I'll do more of them, or maybe I just have to add a a Wednesday one day. Um, But anyways, thanks for tuning in. Leave that review. Go grab the free shit down in the show notes.